Erica Enders, back in the Freak Nation, 23 years of doing Speed Freak. She's been a part of that for a long, long time, Freak Nation. She's got her martini earrings in. It's look pretty snappy. But show them, show them. Yeah, show let's, see, let's see those. There you go. Absolutely. Dirty, dirty. Yeah, man. Hey, Erica Enders, let's go back to June where you're sitting 15th in points, and now here we are in October, and now you're sitting atop the points with the 85 points. What the hell was the turnaround for Erica Enders and crew to where, again, we're sitting here in October and you've got a championship right there? Uh, I'll tell you what, it, it wasn't the start to the season that we had hoped for, obviously. Um, and we were super surprised that it, that it happened the way that it did because we went to Bradenton for pre, preseason testing. Um, we were the quickest car there. We went to Gainesville, our season opener. Uh, I think we qualified number two by mile per hour to my teammate, Troy Coughlin, and then my car wouldn't start first round. And from that point forward, for seven straight races, um, we were bottom half of the field qualifiers. We were losing first round. Um, and I'll tell you where it turned around was, uh, was in Chicago this summer. Um, we figured out our problem. Uh, we made some changes and it didn't respond. So my EFI tuner figured out our problem. We fixed it and we were low ET for round one of eliminations that Sunday. So, um, that was kind of the turnaround of our season. The following race was Bristol. We won that. Uh, a couple of races later, we won Topeka and we've just kind of been trying to steadily dig our way out of a hole ever since then. Erica Enders, NHRA Pro Stock winner from Texas, joining us here in the Freak Nation, sitting at top of the points. You've got Las Vegas, and now you have, and then, of course, you have Pomona. I'm not going to ask you if you're comfortable sitting there with that 85-point lead, but I will ask you this. Are you comfortable with the setup that you have, your mental state going into these last two races, or are there questions still lingering for you and the team? Um, I think we're in a much better place than we were earlier this summer. Um, you mentioned the 85 point lead. Uh, that's awesome and everything. We had a great points weekend uh, last weekend in Dallas, Texas. Uh, Greg Anderson and Matt Hartford lost second round and we were able to win the race uh, in the finals against Dallas Glenn, which I believe he's in third now. So 85 points. Yes, that's a that's an entire race point lead. But Pomona's worth point and a half, so that'll throw a, a wrench in your spokes at any moment. So we just got to go out there, put our heads down, and go to work. Let the points count themselves. I know that's cliche, and every driver says that, but uh, what we got to do, we just got to go out there and do our best, and and we'll see what happens. So um, I'm excited about where we're at. Uh, you mentioned mental state. I think uh, that we're pretty confident collectively as a team. I feel uh, pretty good as a driver, uh, especially after last week's performance in Dallas. So. Few more left, and uh, and we're ready to go. Let's get back to Dallas and how special that win was, because you became the winningest driver in NHRA history, winningest female driver in NHRA history. You mentioned at one point that that Wally from Dallas, 2023, is going to sit in a very special place with some other special Wallies. <laughs> I think I can name one of them. When you tied Shirley Muldowney's all-time wins, what are the other ones? What what are what's the specialness area? What what do they represent? Uh, I could name a handful that are really special. Obviously, our first one uh, came in Chicago 2012. Uh, the final round at Pomona 2014, winner take all for the championship against Jason Line. Um, gosh, the one you just mentioned when we tied Shirley Muldowney for her all-time wins, which was 18. Uh, we did that with our win in Indy 2015. Um, so there are there are a handful of them that uh, will always stick out in my mind. Um, winning the final race at Houston Raceway Park uh, last year before they shut that facility down, being that it was my home track, 
Um, we had a few wins there, but that one is uh, is definitely going to be really meaningful. And then, of course, this one in Dallas to become the winningest female motorsports is uh, pretty substantial. I'm ex- I'm excited about it. It's been a really sunk in yet. I mean, you are you are just breaking records after records after records. It's it's phenomenal, and it's such a lesson for anybody watching your story that you can start things off not so great. Also this season, but your, your career at the top level as well, you can start off not so great as long as you learn and then find the right people to be around and then take those things and make them better moving forward. I mean, you're a perfect example of that for every kid who wants to dream of doing something in their life. Well, thank you for saying that. I mean, and, and those are the things that I always try to remember to mention is that, you know, we started our, our my pro stock career off not super stellar. Um, you know, we went to a couple of finals my my freshman year of pro stock racing, um, but it was seven years that I went winless. Um, and it wasn't until 2012, like I mentioned, that we finally turned on that win light. But it goes to show you those things that you just mentioned, um, the importance of, of never giving up, never quitting, never getting down on yourself. Um, yes, behind the scenes, there are those moments where you put your head down on your desk and you're like, why am I doing this? I have education. I could go do something way different, but would I ever really be happy with what I'm doing? So I absolutely love this, but um, surrounding yourself with the right people. And that's something that takes a little bit of a learning experience, like driving for different teams, having different tuners and crew chiefs that maybe don't necessarily have your best interests at heart. But um, in 2013, at the end of the year, when things went down with Kegnazi and Richard Freeman hired me at Elite, that was kind of like the turning point. That was the that was the aha moment. Make it or break it. Quit and go do something else or do this. And and I'm so thankful that I learned that lesson of why you don't quit. Because had I had I left the sport in 2013, I would have never experienced what we're experiencing now in five world championships and being in the lead, um, hopefully contending for our sixth right now. It just, it just goes to show you everything that you just mentioned in that question was, is, is spot on importance of surrounding yourself with the right people, positive mental attitude, never giving up. And, and that's what I hope, um, you know, my legacy leaves for the younger generation behind me is that, you know, I might swear every now and then, but I I try to lead by example and um, hopefully they, they can see my story and realize that, it doesn't take someone extremely special. It just takes someone who never is going to give up. Swearing is a <laughs> People need to really, truly understand that, too. So if somebody's going to get mad at a little bad word here and there, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Erica Endo's uh, NHRA Pro Stock winner in Texas last week in five world championships, you heard her mention. I'm always fascinated with drag racing. Drivers always tell me that they don't have any input in how the car gets down the track. That's all up to the crew chief and the tuner. Is that the same in pro stock? Can you go back and say, hey, it's not doing this. I wish it could do that. I'd like it to do something else. Yeah, absolutely. I I don't agree with that at all. I think that it takes a lot of driver input, um, especially in pro stock. We're leaving with a clutch. We have a five-speed Liberty that you have to manually shift. It's not on a timer. It's not on air. Um, You actually have to do it. And, you know, my crew chief now, Mark Ingersoll, and worked with Rick Rick and Ricky Jones as well. Um, They're just like, they've been so awesome to me. But after every run, I service the engine, run the valves, change the springs and stuff. You set, you get the wrenches out and you start doing the stuff all on your own? I do. <laughs> I mean, I have a team of people around me. Like Connor does my clutch. Declan does my back half. 
And then Richard and I are in charge of firewall forward. So we check valve lash, spring pressure, um, you know, we'll shim push rods. Um, if it's anything more intricate than that, because of our, because of the way our engines are so precise, um, we'll just swap motors, but yeah, I'll, I'll do all of that stuff in between rounds. And then I'm also responsible for like my clutch setup, um, my non-electronic delay box is how I try to hone in on the Christmas tree. So once we work on all the mechanics of the car, I'll go up to the crew chief lounge and discuss with them, you know, what I felt, what I heard. I might not know what it is, but this is different. This is what I'm feeling. So it's kind of like the non-race pack computer is my driver download and we'll make changes to the car accordingly. So yeah, I, I do have a lot of input, but um, absolutely uh, on the shoulders of Mark Ingersoll and, and Rick Jones, Tim Freeman, Jake Harrison, all my guys. Well, Erica, we wouldn't hate it next time you roll in the Freak Nation. You got another championship or another Wally sitting behind you. We wouldn't hate that, all right? No, I don't think I would hate that very much. <laughs> Freak Nation, NHRA Pro Stock winner from Texas, your points leader. Uh, she's won more NHRA races than any other female. It's fantastic what she's doing. She'll leave on you, man. Your lights are just bonkers. <laughs> You're just bonkers. Thank Love. you. Erica, uh, go win it, all right? I'm going to do my best. I promise you that. Not a girl. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Love talking to y'all. How does she not win it, Statman? I, I'm still stunned that she does all the work on the engine. She's She had slow cars at the beginning, so she learned how to leave quickly. Uh, I think I... Unless Greg Anderson gets on a horse and takes off, I think she can... Uh, she could win it, maybe even win it in Las Vegas. She's 85 points up now, and uh, if she wins in Vegas, it's a celebration ceremony in uh, Pomona. Well, yes, Pomona's points and a 25 half. 25 seconds, Crasher. But, yeah, you're right. There's still a mathematical chance she could wrap it at Vegas. It's a little yeah. slim, but, yeah, it could happen.